Welcome to episode 509 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, team, welcome along to episode 509 of I'm Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm pretty good, and you? I got a request. Yes. Peter Coulson? Yeah. Send us an email. I said, Bev, there's a song I want you to play. And it goes a little bit like this. <sighs> yeah, I think <laughs> it's apt. All you idiots who voted for the old flag, why don't you just go and check in and see if you can get a British passport? Because that's what we've done in New Zealand. <laughs> How gracious queen. Uh, he's you know, a bloody Australian. He can't talk your flags exactly the same as ours. That's hey, a he, problem. He, he did say, you, you, who had the first? Is it Australia or New Zealand? Who what cares? Do we get the same they, at both, same time? they both suck. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I probably even started the show with a good note. Oh, uh, I think people expect me to get fired uh, up. How's your fists? <laughs> fists are going to be get, starting to wear thin. My knuckles, that, those, those scars will heal. Did, did, uh, but it was pretty close. Yeah. Closer, so I think. Talk, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's a flag. Oh, how do they flag. not know what we're talking about if you listen to this show? Yeah. Ended up being, what was it, 46% yeah, to 54% or something like, something like that. So it was pretty close, but I think uh, I kind of expected to be closish and there's still a reasonable gap, yeah. know, 10% or so. I think people will regret it further down the track. It's a pretty sad day when you vote for a flag that basically represents England and we're quite a progressive country. And I want to sit here and be able to criticise Americans and going, what are you idiots doing <laughs> with Donald Trump? With Donald Trump. And Some you know, of their like, they love him. People like George, George Bush. I'm like, how can a country, a westernised modern country, vote people like that in? But now I can't do it because we're idiots as well. <laughs> uh, we, we haven't even done the intro of the show, but what the first piece of our news this week is... An embarrassing day to be a Kiwi. <laughs> it is. It's a shocker. Oh, dear. Oh, John. I've had a few days to chill out, so I'm a little yeah, bit chilled. Yeah, I, I thought I you might have been chilled by the time we got here because it was a while ago. Like, I imagine if this was Friday morning, mm. I would have actually stood over there and did the show. Yes. <laughs> I took it's proudly brought to you by Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. And our patrons. And let's name a few John. White Lightning. White Lightning Ian Hersey. He was my roommate when he became. Yeah. White Lightning. He didn't know what the heck the show was and then he became passionate. <laughs> uh, Richard Longstale, he's the golden one. Phil, Philinator Patterson, also the material provider. <laughs> I bet he loves that nickname. Yeah. <laughs> you do the next one because there's no way I'm going to be able to say that last name. Christian, the Oslo Express, Sheander. Sheander. And I've got James Picker, Age of Danger or Hot Lips. I'm not quite sure why he got two, but... He's special. Very special. No denying it. This week's show, guys, it's a, it's a bit of a traditional show, to be honest. We've got news. We've got discussion of the week. Age group of the week. We've got an app of the week. My first try and some questions and answers. And it's a pretty quiet time, isn't it, John? There's no racing. I mean, South Africa's co- is coming, is coming, is coming up, coming up uh, the weekend after next, but maybe next weekend. It's very quiet. That's a quiet time. The Warriors won. I know. Thankfully. Yes. Come on, the Warriors. And the cricket? Come on, we've got to talk about the cricket. The cricket. How's, how's that cricket going for you, Australia? How's Australia going the cricket, John? Semi-finals? What happened with the cricket? Oh, oh not even there. Dear. We beat them. Oh. So New Zealand's doing very well in the cricket 2020 World Cup. We're in, there's four teams left and we're in for a good chance. But anyway, yeah. let's talk some triathlons. So the big news this week is really that there have been announcements over the last few weeks. I have been asking what's happening to the lottery and it's back, but it's a completely different beast, John. And I'm entering and I'm not going to pay because you don't have to pay. 
Oh, so so in the fine print. So, but we're interested to see who wins. So there's only been announced in the last week or so. So there's basically now ten slots available to go into a lottery, and they've got the link and everything on. Uh, if you go into ironman.com, it's crowdrise.com/slash/forward/slash/kona yeah. race or race kona. And uh, the wording goes, uh, oh no, it's it's suggested that you make a fifty dollar donation to go in the draw. Uh, but then if you go onto the, the little fine print, it actually says how to enter. No purchase or donation is required to enter or win the drawing. Making a purchase or donation will not increase an entrance odds of being selected. Entrants will have the opportunity to make a donation upon providing an entry, but such a donation is not required and will not increase their participants' chance of winning. Limit one entry per participant, one prize per person. So... That's their wording of getting out of it. So no, I think if, if you're going in for the lottery, the money's all going to a um, yeah, a like charity trust. So yeah, yeah, it's a good cause. It's a good, it's a good cause. So if you're going in for it, you, sh- you should about seventy something thousand now. Yeah. At this point, so you know, like it is a good thing. So they're suggesting you make a fifty dollar donation and you go in the draw. There's only ten slots and in the past. It used to be hundreds. So yeah. um, no, it was a hundred, wasn't it? Well, it used to be 150, and of them, 50 had to go to Americans, I think it was, or okay. 100 went to Americans, and then 50 to the rest of the world. So this is their way of getting, obviously, around the law, which is great. I think that having a lottery is good. I actually think maybe a few more than 10 slots would be good. Um, but So the ways you can get to Kona now is you can well, do... the lottery in the past, they kept the money, didn't they? It didn't I go to the charity. Was are you alleging that, or are you I'm alleging it, I'm, I'm, but I'm pretty sure it. in the past it was a profit thing. Like I'm They made sure. the money on the lottery, it wasn't... A charity thing. Mm. I'm pretty sure they like. I'm just recording because I remember when it got changed. We were working out how much they made per slot. Mm. So I'm pretty sure, just based on my vague memory of it, that it was actually a way for them to make money. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I think it's uh, it's good that it's back. I'd like to see a few more slots there, um, but. Yeah, you don't actually have to pay any money if you want to be a cheap ass and get in the lottery. Still got to pay your entry fee, eight hundred and ninety dollars US. So it's, it's good. It's sick. back. Like ten slots is. You know, not many, but it's better than nothing. And it is good. It's back. And in some ways, you're right. Like, you know, if you can afford the 50 bucks, do it. But they have got the options of going less than that. And if you can, you actually do it without nothing. Yes. Uh, how do you How do you actually yeah. enter without? Especially just put you putting your name down. Is if you go through all the fine print, you can you can either do it online or you can send them. It says you can send them like a postcard. Uh, so oh, really? there's uh, different ways you can do it. But yeah, they've obviously figured out that for it to be legal. You don't have to pay any money, whereas in the past you paid fifty dollars for your entry to go in the draw. And so it was fifty dollars in the past, was it? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, so the ways you can get in now to Kona, you got standard qualification, obviously via all the different thirty-nine full distance events. They've got some bonus slots, i.e., trying to sell races out a bit. Like for example, Court Lane, they've got an extra slots there. To which try is to the last that. race before Kona, isn't it? Uh, no, might be somewhere around about then, but they've moved the date and they're struggling to fill the field, so they've yep. chucked some slots at it. And then they've got Switzerland. This year they've got their 10th anniversary, so they've got extra slots there, but like they've done that in New Zealand in the past. Then they have the Ironman Kona Drawing Benefit, the Ironman Foundation, where they've got another 10 slots there. Um, and that's actually what we've been talking about, sorry. That's the new, what they're calling the new, the new lottery, which isn't called a lottery. Or the new... It's a new fundraising aspect of the business. Yes, yeah. and then Ironman Foundation annual Kona auction, and that's where uh, the minimum opening bid is ten thousand dollars, and those often go for uh, for quite a lot more than that. Then they've got a slot for the Women for Try um, movement. Is there two? So basically, or is it just one? 
a woman that uh, both slots, so so it's got a woman of try initiative will also allocate one additional slot to a female triathlete who both uh, embodies the spirit of woman try through a compelling story that motivates and inspires other women to try and B, raises or contributes at least 25,000. That's actually disappointing because Mm. if the woman's great, she doesn't have the money. Mm. So basically you've got to be a great woman but you also have to raise a lot of money yes. or have a lot of money. And in some ways, it kind of that diminishes it a little bit. Yeah. Because to me, if let's say there's one, some woman who's done something phenomenal, mm. shouldn't that just be enough Yeah. in that situation? Now, I get that they're probably going to say, well, that $20,000, $5,000 is going to go to a woman for try. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a money grab, but it also cuts off a lot of you know, the people who potentially could go for this one. Exactly. You know, So maybe, I'm not sure if the 25000 if they just had you know one or the other, or they had two slots and one did twenty five thousand and one was the impressive woman, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. And then on top of that, then you've got the legacy program, which you know we've, we've commented on that before. Fantastic initiative, could be tweaked a bit to make it better, but I think um, I'd rather see you know a good number of slots going to the legacy and what they've done actually, what they have actually done is less slots going to the to the lotteries. So, well, they have add, added an extra twenty five legacy slots through mm-hmm. this allocation. So that's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. So it's gone from 100 to 125 slots over the last period of time because mm. of the extra slots. So so they've redistributed these slots. I didn't pick up on that. Well yeah. done, Bevan. Yeah, extra that, 25 slots for Legacy. That's good. Yeah, that, that's good. So so overall, it's kind of adjustment. It's kind of pretty few around. Yeah. It's just getting harder and harder at Ironman races with less and less slots. It's, um, yeah, you've got to be pretty much aiming for the podium to make sure you get on there, especially if you're girls. you basically got to win your age group at most races. Mm. So, or good times. go to uh, Court Lane. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Although, if it's, I'm pretty sure I did read earlier it's the last race before Kona. Um, and if that's the case, it's a, this is a real quick turnaround thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, if you're going to Court Lane, it's going to be a pretty big commitment to be able to turn mm-hmm. up to Kona a few weeks later. So, so big changes, but we've finally got some answers on that. So, that's the main thing. Um, Jombo, there's not much racing. We've got Ironman South Africa happening next weekend or the weekend after next. And apparently, Jan Fredino is out because he had that calf injury. So, he was supposed to be on the start line. But that it's is got a great women's field. Yes, it's, it's the African Championship and it's got a really good women's field, some, some good guys as well. But we'll talk about that a bit more next week. Okay. Also, ITU kicks off again next weekend. So, basically, we're going to be riding back from Akaroa that day. And yes. uh, yeah, I did a 50k bike ride yesterday, John. Nice. I did Smoking. Cooper's Knob. Cooper's Knob from here is mm. exactly 50k. There you go. So Cooper's Knob is quite a tricky climb. It's about a between how fast you're going, sort of about a 25 minute climb. Got quite a few pitches, sort of uh, in the 10 to 15 percent range, if not a touch more in a few spots. Yeah, it was good. It was Cope good. okay. Uh, well, I went, well, what happened was I went out on my bike, mm-hmm. and my mate Jeff, because my, my mate Jeff's a good cyclist, and he, he I actually went for a ride with him on Friday. Which is like an hour and a half, but then I was out of my crank in the trainees. I oh, did this one. I'm I almost saying I should do a coach's corner one. on how to train for a three day Ironman in two weeks. Yes. This is my kind of philosophy. So I went out and then I was out Tight Tap Way and there was Jeff and he turned around and he said, Oh, what are you up to? I said, oh, I'm doing Cooper's He said, Okay, I'll go with you. And then he got in front of me and he just blasted the whole flat bit of basically <laughs> before you get to the bottom of the hill. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm in trouble here because I'm, I'm killing myself to stay on his wheel. And, uh, but luckily he was putting the tempo on then we got to the hill, it was fine. But uh, I think I'll be fine. But the only key, the key to me being successful in that bike ride is just letting the guys who need to want to kill themselves just mm. go away, not yeah. play the game. Be very conservative, enjoy the ride, hopefully find a bounce who's kind of a my ability, try not to 
any work at the front of that punch <laughs> <laughs> and not think I'm a legend riding up the hill anymore because I'm far from it. Yeah. So but it should be good fun. But yeah, the ITU will be kicking off when we get back, is it? So what yes. time are we going to start that ride? I think 7, 7.15, something like that. Yeah. So we should be back just... And, and where are we starting? PMH. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So I've got to ride down the hill to ride back up. No, Maybe no. you could just meet me up at my house. No, we'll go out on the flat. <laughs> So that's uh, Gold Coast is coming up. It's going to be a really interesting race because for a lot of countries it's going to be a selection race. So uh, we're going to miss the girls' race, but we could uh, record it and come back and watch it. Or we can just sit down and watch the boys' race in my garage when we finish the bike ride. How long do you think the bike ride is going to take? When we did it last time, it was seven hours ride time. Plus a few stops in there. It's probably be eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. And that was you. Yeah. Scan John three yeah. levels back nowadays yeah. like it's really I was talking to Jeff about it I was thinking when was the last time I rode over 100 k's mm. and it was the last time I managed it good for so you that yeah, was fun. 2008 <sighs> also got the hit series starting to kick off in the states um, they've this weekend or next weekend we've got um, Hits Ocala uh, on the 2nd of April and then Napa Valley on the 9th of April so yeah Thin time of the year for racing. It's a thin time, John. It's because you, you, it's like they're doing low-carb, high-fat. It's a thin time of the year. It is. Uh, Jonbo, one thing is, uh, patrons, if you do want to be a patron of the show, if you want to get in the last week before the draw, this is the week to do it because we are doing the draw in the I Am Talk anniversary weekend. What for we, going have, to Kona. Have we got an official name for the weekend? 10-year anniversary weekend. Okay, we put a lot of thought into that one. Yeah. And uh, so that, that is going to be drawn that weekend. We've got to think of Maybe we'll do it on the Saturday night dinner. Okay. Find some kind of nifty way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're director of entertainment, so yeah. yeah. Hey, mate, mm. How many people are going to be at the dinner? Uh, we've got about thirty people signed up so far. I'm not sure if they're all coming to dinner. About thirty, thirty-five. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll sort that out. I'll make it. I'll make entertaining night. Okay, Jonbo. That's the news. Mm. Nothing else. Nothing else. Wow. It is really quiet time. It is. It's getting dark here. Mm. <laughs> the clock's changed this weekend. Daylight savings? Mm-hmm. Do you like daylight savings? Some people are really anti-daylight savings. I don't care. I do like the lighter. Lighter in the morning, darker in the evening. Yeah, it's all good. Okay, uh, discussion of the week, guys. Last week, John wanted to know, what are your best non, uh, non-training non things that can improve your bike skills? Yes. What does that mean? That's not so, how we worded it. it was something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Basically, we don't want to hear, you know, five times ten minutes at FTP is going to make you a better biker. It's going to be, you know go down to the supermarket and ride around the car park sort of thing. That's what we're sort of looking for. Those skills-based things to make you a more... Have you ever done that? We've done it with kids and stuff, yeah. It's great. Yeah. What do you yeah, do? You like make a little loop? No, we don't necessarily do it in the supermarket car park, but we'll, um, you put cones out and things like that. Yeah. If you've got kids, fantastic way to go and entertain your kids, plus you actually get to work on your bike skills as well. Uh, it's always so, an interior motive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drew, okay. Drew Saps is... Uh, Get a good bike fit done. A good bike fit will help you ride faster, use the right muscle groups, prevent injuries, or help you ride better, run better off the bike. A good fit may cost you 200 to 300 bucks, but it's worth every penny in the, in the investment in yourself. It makes me cringe when I see somebody riding an $8,000 bike in an awful position. Yeah, that's a good point. Phil Elmer's got uh, ride your bike a lot. Make it uh, your default mode of transport. Instead of reaching for your car keys, put a lock in your backpack and ride your bike to wherever you're going instead. Or continue to make excuses and only ride in the nice sunny days. Doesn't bother me. Totally hearing you, Phil. Totally hearing you. Totally I nearly drove up here this morning because I'm not going on a bunch ride today. But I thought, no, I'm going to get back on that treadly, save the planet and get a little hill climb in at the same time. And also, a lot of people freak out about riding in traffic and stuff and... Uh, 
bit different when you're in London and that, but I actually, you know. Yeah, well, I was just being in London, and my one of my best friends lives there, and I stayed with him for a couple of days, and he rides London. And he says, it's actually really safe to ride in London. You've just got to be really aware of what the hell's going yeah. on. You can't go, can't switch off whatsoever. You no, no, nowadays they've got so many things. cycle lanes and stuff as well. Yeah. So, like, it's actually quite accessible for cyclists. But if you want to ride 35, 40 k's an hour, then that's just lunacy. But um, in terms of working on your bike skills, riding around town and stuff is fantastic. Yeah, and, and hey, you stuff up, you hit by a car, so you, <laughs> you're very motivated. Sean sure the porno. Um, find someone who's a good cyclist and get them to teach you things like cornering, climbing, technique, and get your cadence up early in your cycling career. Good old porno. He's off to Boston next week. Mm-hmm. The end of... Well, I think when we're doing a camp, he yep, leads to Boston. That's about that. But he was saying he wrote a blog post yesterday. He's doing a bit of a blog to his, to his kind of marathon in Boston. He's just saying how much more challenging it is to be doing the race since the bombing. And just, oh, right. yeah, the kind of security aspects of it. And I suppose it's something, like it's obvious it's going to happen in Boston, but we're probably going to see more and more of that at big events, aren't we, mm. moving forward. Not so much in New Zealand, but yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, like, you know, these kind of, which, you know, that probably has to happen, but at the same time, it doesn't make it a like you're saying like you're not allowed to take any stuff with you to the race. But does it really? I mean, really? That no. yeah. But in those races when you stand around for three or four hours, yeah. You know. I oh, know. I need you need stuff, but I don't know if someone's going to drop a bomb somewhere, they're going to be able to do it. Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think this, anyway. If you're thinking about dropping a bomb, don't do it, you idiot. Yeah. Okay, Sam uh, Latham, he's got variety. Like most people have said, mountain biking is a great way to bike handling. The biggest thing is getting out of your comfort zone and trying something new. Criterium is also great for getting out of your comfort zone. High pace, fast cornering, bunch riding, close bunch riding. Uh, join a club and some bunch rides and have some races. That's a really good one, isn't it? It is for people who are confident sports people. Yep. Who you know, someone like you when you first started triathlon, I'd say that's going to be great for you. You're pretty, you're fit and you're strong. But for you know, for those people who are middle to back of the packers who've never done going and riding bike races and stuff and going to bike clubs is like, well, that, that you're going to get dropped on the first corner. So absolutely. But if you're someone's a good sportsman, um, bike racing and bunch riding and stuff is great. But as most people who are the middle to back of the packers know that's just, you just there's, there's, there's not the right groups for them in most places. So then what would be a way that they can transition towards that? Well, it's tricky, and, and I'll we'll go on to my tips later oh, on. Oh, okay. I'm going to handle myself here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wayne Ross has got a good one here. They, they, when they were prepping for the ITU Worlds in Auckland, which was on a couple of years ago, it was quite a reasonably technical course. We paid for two hours of New Zealand champ Gordon McCauley's time to take us on the course and repeat downhill runs following his lines. Learned a lot in a short time about weight distribution and the perils of braking. So that's a good idea. If you've got a little, that could be, you know, again, one thing, if you've got a little group of athletes, get a top cyclist and you just follow them downhill and uphill multiple times and you actually just see how they move around. And that's, I'm going to have that as another one of my tips mm, further on. Come on, Peter Mills has got uh, two broader topics. Where do I start? If I had one suggestion, it would be join a cycling club and racing ride group and ride as much as possible. Your skills will improve with the regular subject to adverse abuse. Oh, and you'll, or you'll be regular subject to verbal abuse. Uh, there's always one. There's one Saki post. Brandon Del Campo. Bit of sarcasm coming in here. Here we go. Make sure you always ride two abreast, no matter what the road is. <laughs> always keep your front wheel slightly in front of the other's wheel. <laughs> when on a multi-use pedestrian path, you're going to want to stay on your aero bars. Uh, make sure you have at least three full water bottles and an aero bottle filled, no matter how short the ride is. Sleeveless jerseys are also recommended. In fact, just train in your tri-kit and race wheels. <laughs> then there are no surprises on race day. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's actually a goalpost. Mm. I remember when I first started writing, because the thing is, I think one thing as well is don't be the cock who abuses the new writer. Because mm. I remember I remember when I first went on a bunch ride. Look, I'd never done any bunch riding at all. Mm. And I maybe done a little bit of triathlon at the stage. So, I'd, you know, my fitness was okay. And I went to the Tuesday Morning Worlds mm. that John, John does nowadays. And I took a camelback because I didn't know what I was doing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know. I was like, yeah. a total pleb. And this guy just gave me shit the whole time. Yeah. And I just thought, you're such a cock, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. And so I just did what I thought was the right thing. And, it's, and he was just giving me shit. And I just thought, what a wanker. You know, yeah. I was just like, so if you are, if you see someone you come along, don't be the dork who picks on someone. Mm. Just say, you know, support them and encourage them to come along. Now, luckily, I wasn't really that bothered by the guy. I just thought he was a tosser. But mm. at the end of the day, you know, if someone who's a little bit more insecure, that's going to push them away from wanting to get into the cycling. So, exactly. You know, be the nice person, team. Yeah. Be the nice person. So a couple of tips from me is watch bike racing. There's so much stuff on YouTube now. And watch all the – don't just watch it and go, well, that guy won. You've got to watch all the subtleties of, you know, the way that people, the top guys, move on the bikes when they're descending, what are their feet doing, how are they sort of moving their bodies. Likewise, when they're climbing, you know, where are they positioning their hands, watch their, their body versus what their bike's actually doing and how they're sort of shifting it from side to side. But there's loads of race footage of all the, the classics and all the, the – you know the grand tours and stuff on on youtube these days um a lot of people mentioned mountain biking as well and uh and again there's a huge amount of that on youtube when mountain biking is really good for you but it's shit scary yeah um and and that is a risk and yeah if you don't have the skills you need to yeah that's the thing you need to learn a little bit before you actually go out there and do it in terms of again weight distribution you know really getting your weight back on the the seat when you're going down steep downhills otherwise you just end up over the top of your your handlebars and you know how to do your braking correctly and stuff like that so mountain biking is fantastic but challenging mountain biking um you want to do a bit of uh upskilling before you actually get to that stage um the other thing i you know i sometimes cringe when people don't go riding in all conditions and that i'm not talking about going out and riding when it's pissing down with rain but um, a lot of people just jump on the train when it's a bit windy and stuff and you've got to get out there in the wind and get blown around a bit and learn again how to relax on your bike um and the reason this part that i actually came up with this topic and i think the holy hammer sent through an email yeah, last night right well, me. Yeah. um is the holy hammer did quite a bit of riding with him he's a very experienced uh athlete strong as a strong as an ox um but when we were descending the other day i was just watching i was going what are you doing murray he's a granny descender, <laughs> as he's called himself uh so the key thing with your descending is to is to try to get faster and faster and make sure that your inside foot is up when you're coming into a corner and your outside foot is down and you're pushing down on that outside foot a little bit and you're sort of leaning your way through the corner and you're not breaking um and because breaking really uh, it's an instinctive thing to do when you're going around corners, but it's actually the worst thing you can do. It actually really makes it getting around the corner a lot more difficult. So practicing that is really crucial. When also getting your lines going into the yeah, corner. Yeah, so the holy, the holy Hammer taught, taught him that, and he said he just smoked it. Well, it worked brilliantly, John. He said, I uh, got a second in a bunch for the first descent, so he obviously did a race. Um, did a race. Yep. Uh, so I could drift back to the rear of the speedsters, passed, and still be in the back of the bunch on the flat. Uh, but no one passed and couldn't had, uh, and I could have. A couple of years there. ago, he basically got was getting smoked on the downhills. Gave him a couple of tips, just finishing off a bunch ride, and then this time he said he didn't lose any spots, and if anything, he gained some spots on the downhills. He got so, in the race in his age group, so. And that's simply by because he was going down the hills um, with both his his uh, his cranks sort of horizontal, and so I was just saying, look, you got to get inside foot up. Outside foot down. Did you get a bogey there? Did you? Yeah. 
Bevan's having a bit of a nose pick. Yep, as you yeah. do. Yeah. I eat it. No, I was actually in my head. I'm not quite sure. Don't <laughs> eat that my one, head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scratching my head and something strange came out of my head. So I'm not quite sure. I think I'm molting. Miss Uri backed this up. She said, uh, learn which foot to have up, down, when descending. Other but I think also you've got to learn how to get really good at lines because mm. the reason people break into corners is because they haven't picked the line right yep. and they, they crap themselves and then they have mm. to kind of break their way through the corner. So, you know, as John was saying with the guys who probably went with... Um, Macaulay is they just want to learn what kind of lines he takes into corners mm. and it's such an important aspect of how you descend side topic a, lo- <laughs> a lot of people were sending and this went, went viral this clip of this lady abusing these cy- this bunch of cyclists in New Zealand did you watch that? No. Oh, it went it went viral on all the bloody forums and stuff like this so it's basically a, a YouTube clip of someone with a, a, a dashboard camera oh, I think I did see it but I kind of thought was it a joke? Well, as it turned out, so the, the, what happened is there was a bunch of cyclists, that, and they weren't really riding all over no. the road. They were probably a little bit further out than they should have been. This person's car couldn't get past. It was quite a windy road, and they were just sitting there, just a tirade. But in saying that, the cy- it wasn't like the cyclists were hearing it. It was no. in the car. So there's a woman just going crazy to herself in a car, and then posted on YouTube. So you're like, what yeah, the I hell? just I just looked at it and I thought, you know what? I think they're taking the piss. And it was, and, and everybody was going, "Oh, you kiwi!" Oh, it was taking the piss, was it? Uh, and then somebody has owned up saying that it was actually uh, they hired paid some student actor fifty bucks to come and voice over this thing or something. Oh, and yeah. I, was like, what? I just didn't get it. Anyway, so all those people who thought we have crazy people down here who want to kill each other on the bikes, it's not true. We're all friendly. We just don't know how to vote properly. <laughs> there's a lot of love, except <laughs> when there's a flag involved. Um, Definitely doing some downhill bike reps, I think, is, is really good. I mean, obviously do the up, but really work on those those downhills can help a lot. Uh, when you're riding along, sitting sitting on your bike, if you're sitting on your, your the tops of your, your bars, always have your elbows just a little bit bent. That's one of my other key gripes, is I see people riding along, their arms are locked in position, and then whenever you hit a bump, you know, really, A, it vibrates through your body, and you can get a bit more unstable, and then... Arnold Sulikoff had a good one here. An empty car park on a Sunday afternoon, a dozen bike bottles, and you can make a nice slalom by putting bottles closer to each other. Perfect skills drills. Um, set them apart, two by two, one metre um, every 10 metres or so, and, and then just sort of zigzag your way through. Reduce the reduce the gap or make them a little bit wider, a, bit, a little bit wider in terms of the, so then the, the angle of the corner is a bit more acute. But, uh, yeah, look, I think if you've got kids, it's just a, such an easy thing to go and do, and they'll have some fun, you'll have some fun. And I think a lot of athletes don't quite understand. They just think, I'm going to be fit and strong for Ironman. But if you're more confident and comfortable and relaxed on the bike, you're going to you, gain quite a few watts without even realising it. And then if you ha- do have conditions like we had at, say, Challenge Wanaka or the Haven Kona, if you're more relaxed on the bike and you're not worrying about staying upright, just the power transfers significantly more. So, um, yeah, so I, work I think on your one thing to add on top of this is you still need to stay within your confidence level. Because like, I think of like someone like mm. you and I going into mountain biking. Mm. Now, we're confident on a road bike, mm-hmm. but it's a totally different skill set. And sometimes the biggest fault for people like us is that we try to go into a level of mountain biking that's probably above our skill set mm-hmm. just because we look at ourselves as athletes and mountain biking the kind of the risk factor versus you know what the cost of what would go wrong is quite high because mm. if you come off you you know there's big injuries that happen with mountain biking and so when you think about that there does need to be a level of don't think of where I'm confident look at my skill set where it currently is but it also probably sits for people who are doing the road biking as well because 
you know, we, you want to get as fast as you possibly can going down hills, but you also don't want to take unnecessary risks in mm. doing that. So you still need to think of where is my level of comfortable, feeling comfortable on the bike going downhill, and then how do I kind of evolve that so I get more and more confident, but not kind of a 10-step jump, but a kind of a step-by-step process that builds that confidence. So for example, on the mountain bike, it may be that you <coughs> just go down to your local park and it might be, have trees and you do slaloms through the trees and you try to get it, and then you've got a pretty soft soft landing, yeah. and then um, and just try to get your confidence up and, and just... Each time you do it, you know, try to go a little bit faster. And if you fall off on the on the grass, probably not going to hurt yourself too much. And then find easy trails, and then mm. you know, kind of slowly build. Don't just kind of think because it's <clears throat> in any sport I've done, I always go too far. Like I remember when I went snowboarding, mm. that was the fault I made. I'm like, oh, fit guy, I'm, you know, and I went right to the top, and I didn't actually enjoy the experience mm-hmm. because I was just too ambitious and I didn't do the foundation work, and so it wasn't that much fun. Um, and it was my own fault. And I was much better off to actually spend a day just on the lunar slope, getting that skill. What's up? Nothing. You look slightly concerned with that, no, that, no. that, that alert that you no. had on. Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't, you know, if I, whereas I spent the time doing the foundation work, I would have much, you know, had better experience, got better at the, at the skill, so just be aware of that as well. You're going in to do some hill repeats, you know, each time you come to a corner, um, the same corner each time, just try to break a little bit less. If you can, as Bevan talked a lot about the lines, if it's a safe road where you can start, you know, you're cornering in the middle of the road, cut into the apex of the corner and come out wide, then that's the ideal scenario, but that's not always possible. Yeah. So just try to make little <clears throat> incremental steps. And never go over the white line. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Jombo. Uh, this week's discussion. This is a good one, actually. Uh, we're ten years anniversary. It's coming up next week. We're doing the uh, ten year anniversary camp. Mm-hmm. Great name. Camp? Great name. Yeah, it's a great name. I'm not calling it camp. You keep calling it camp. Well, what I call is it? it? Weekend. Weekend. Yeah. Ten year anniversary weekend. That's what we're doing. We're doing the ten year ten year anniversary weekend. So we just want. What questions do we want us to answer for our ten year anniversary? Any questions about us. Anything what makes me angry? That's a question I ask every day of my life. <laughs> Why is he so angry? Or any questions you want us to randomly ask to some of the athletes that are coming down to our 10-year yep. weekend. Anything you want. Okay, Jombo. Sponsor. Athlinks.com. Have you looked at the, the links that I put there? No, I haven't actually looked at them right now. So I was on it. Oh, excuse me a second. Ladies and gentlemen. Right. Oh, here we go. I'm in South Africa, 2001. So I, I, this is one of my pause the show. I've got to get a drink. He's getting a drink. He's, he's, just, he's falling to pieces on me here. Get a drink, Jumbo. He's got the water. He's not. He's no. He's no spluttering around. No. I did discover a couple of things in your kitchen, though. What did you discover? The eggs. Hey, there's a lot of empty Easter egg packets in there. <laughs> empty. They're all. They're all full. Plastic bag full of Easter eggs. Yeah. Oh, I'm going back. There. Wait, is oh no, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's not. But they've got the bag. We've got plenty of Easter eggs. And then the other thing I discovered was your jar of peanut butter. And I promised I'd get your jar of peanut butter. I actually had it with me last week, but oh, I was in a rush to get away. Oh. And then I got home and I ran out of peanut butter, so I opened <laughs> it up. And then I actually bought you another jar of peanut butter last night. Oh, you're a good man. And you forgot it again. I, the garage door was closing, and I went, peanut butter! Oh, could, I, could I do the James Bond roll underneath? And I decided not to, because I had my laptop in my bag, and the front door was locked, so I thought, I'll, I'll try to remember next Maybe week. Maybe you can give it to me at a, a Saturday night. Okay, I'll you present know, it. That, that could be your gift to me for yes. 10 years. And I'll, okay, I'll find a gift for you. Okay. I get peanut butter. Okay, so we'll say a $5, $10, $10, $10 gift. Okay, yeah, $10 okay. gift for 10 years. Okay. Okay. I'm going to find another $4 gift for you then. Okay, what can I get for John? Okay. okay. Um, it's back to Athlinks. One of my gripes 
not with Athlinks, but with other websites and events, is when they disappear. Yeah, they left us, John. And if you don't have it on Athlinks, then those results are gone. So basically, they never happened. Yeah. If and a tree falls in the wood, does it make a sound? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in South Africa. So um, I'll go into that in a second. So I was thinking, I don't have my Ironman South Africa result, and that was back in 2001. It was my first Ironman that I ever did. And the race was at... Where, where are you? Oh, you'll see in a second. You see me on the video footage. Uh, so the oh, race was in Ca- uh, Captain Cooks or something like that. And, and then they moved it the next year. And then the results, they've never been on the website or anything like that. But last night, I actually happened to stumble across the results. I thought, put in, and, and they were just on some bloody Danish website. Yeah, uh, dk. And so I grabbed those, put them up on... You got 15th. Uh, yeah, but uh, look at that swim time. 45.07 was it short? It must have been. Look at everyone's swim times. You look at mine. I was second out of the swim. Wow, man. That's pretty impressive. And what I remember from that swim is I was going, this is a, this was my first Ironman and I'd come from doing short course racing. I was going, this is a joke. It is so easy. It was quite choppy. And I was second out of the swim in front of Lothar Leader and stuff like that. But you were winning on the bike, weren't you? Yeah. And, uh, and so I thought, I went, I'll go and see if I, I found the results. What were you hoping to run? You ran a three. Okay, so here's what John did in his, his first ever triathlon back in 2001 in South Africa. Swam 45.07, so it must have been short. It was, it was very rough, and, uh, and it, was, it was definitely short because I was swimming very easy. Yeah, because well, it was not that you swam, well, that is stupidly fast anyway, but I'm looking here in the top 20 guys, and only one guy went over 50, or two guys yeah. went over 50. So it was definitely short, but still, you got second out of the water, transition 124. Biked 510. 507, wasn't it? No, 510. Yeah. 17. So, <laughs> 510, 17. Right. That's where you saw the seven. Uh, Satisfied. Yeah. Satisfied. Because all the other guys, pretty much. Yeah. Both our leader at 440. Yeah, 440. Radar Tissing, 448. <laughs> A lot of guys in the four for under five hours, basically. Mm. Uh, then another one fifty two for transition, average transition. Ran. What do you think you ran? Three twenty five. Three twenty seven. Thirty one. So the fade on the run as well. Mm. It wasn't pretty. I got pretty. Got did the swim, thinking I'm the business. Got on the bike. There was with the front pack and times I was leading when I thought the pace was getting a bit slack. Yeah. First lap was okay. Second lap not so good. Mm. No back. I think I was with the pack. After the first lap, pack of ten, and then uh, <coughs> second lap, my back just chronically Nina Craft. South. Good old Nina Craft, drug sheet. She was my motivation on the run. The run was incredibly windy. It was, I think, it was two two laps, and so it was just this howling headwind one way, and a massive tailwind the other way. And however many laps it was, I remember. I've just got to be the first chick. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's always been your motivation. She was, she was coming up behind me. And she didn't finish very far behind me at all. You, you had five minutes on her. Yeah, but I remember the, uh, once we'd made one of the turns, the announcers, she was getting announced coming through. I was like, oh, I can't let that She happen. ran a 314. Yeah. yeah. And so she was closing on me. That was my main memory thing. I just want this to be over. What did I think I was good run? No, I was, you know, I was, didn't it really, I can't you remember. Three. I would have thought easily under three, but only one person went under three in those conditions. Yeah, true. <clears throat> oh no, a couple did, but yeah. Back, back to, uh, and then you look at the footage. So I found okay, so this wait, video clip. Okay, so we had to find the and video. Then, I, I don't know. It just came up on YouTube, and then it's got my name on the leaderboard coming out of the okay, swim. So, and you see me in a little little orca suit coming out, and then there's a there's footage of a bike turn, and I'm sitting right in behind <laughs> Lothar Leader going, "That doesn't look like ten meters to me." Uh, so that you're there, is it coming out of the water? Okay. Yeah, it's very poor footage. Anyway. The reason why I brought that up is I don't have my results on Athlinks. Managed to find them on some random website. 
John Newsom, out. 20 second, 22 seconds out behind Glenn Gore. Yeah, he was a good South African athlete. Was he? Yeah. Here we are, there you are. <laughs> were, you wearing, were you wearing yellow? Uh, no. Oh, it looked I was like behind you. that guy. Oh. I was wearing a bike top. I transferred into the bike top. Anyway. The guy moves like you. Mm. So, got now I've got the results on Athlink, so I've got my provisional results, sent them the link, and uh, now my glory day of my first Ironman can be immortalised. Well, why did you choose South Africa? Uh, part of the reason, I'd come back to New Zealand, I'd, so I'd been living in Hong Kong uh, up till late Oh, yeah, green, you were in green. Yes. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> late to, late, I came back to New Zealand to October 2000, October 2000, and then just sort of spent that summer trying to get back in shape. I was not in any sort of shape. By the time I got to South Africa, I was in good shape. But I thought I could, I looked at the field from the year before thinking, I can smoke this, you know, I can I can do really quite well, not having ever done an Ironman. Yeah. And so that was one reason was thinking, the business side of me thinking, well, it's going to cost strong. quite a lot more to go over there, but I'm pretty confident I can get a top five result there and at least cover the trip. Plus it could be kind of a cool trip yeah. to do. And also probably didn't necessarily want to go to New Zealand and cock it up in New Zealand on my yeah. first race back. So that was probably my two main reasons. And then the other thing that I did was uh, Belinda met me in Singapore on the way back. So I went via Singapore. So I hit high on the first present that I ever gave Belinda. We'd only been going out for... So we got together as soon as I got back, October 2000, and then for her Christmas present, I gave her free return tickets to Singapore. Wow. You stuffed up then. I did. Because how could you live up to that? It has not been good since. Right. So anyway. You've just been <laughs> let down since. That was the reason. Make sure you get all your results on Athlinks. Luckily, I managed to save my bacon and found the results of South Africa. But if you've got any other results, make sure you get them all on Athlinks. I'm still ruining... The fact that the Laguna Phuket Triathlon 1999, go to their website, they've got all the results. They've even got the 1999 results up there for every category except for elite men. Uh, <clears throat> on your poor thing. So I can't relive that race. No. One day I'll find the results. It didn't exist. Mm. It didn't exist. Check it all out, athlinks.com. And it, results John and I's conversation is a great example of why athlinks good because you could basically bring, have a few beers with your mates, <clears throat> pull out a few results, have a few, tell a few stories. Mm. You know, it's all good fun. That's what Athlinks is all about. It's just a good way for you to keep in contact with your history of your sport. Okay, Jumbo, I'm going to put some music on. Nice. Here we go. Age Group of the Week. Okay, Andrew Ferguson did that music, Jumbo. We should have this one still on there. John loves this one. He wants us to be the intro, but I, I vetoed him. This is I Am Talk. It's great, Andrew Ferguson. I love it. It's good, but if I had control, can't break tradition, show, John. You can't, can't break tradition. No, we're kind of a new flag. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You, you just, kind of a new flag. Secret vote. You've voted for it. Our, what, what are the words of that song? Who cares? Who cares? Jumbo doesn't, he's not a happy man. Okay, Jumbo, age group of the week. We got an email through from Helen. Uh, how's that? And I say Major Hazy. We'll go with that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and Sue 
Sue's Chisma. Chisma. Apart from being an amazing person, positive and supportive. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Back it up, back it up. So the dual nomination for Die Chisma for Age Group of the Week. Die Chisma, okay. Apart from being an amazing person, positive and supporting to others, at Challenge Wanaka 2016, she caught up and passed her age group nemesis, going on to win her age group in under just under 17 hours. Die is five feet nothing and six years old, but has all the energy and enthusiasm of a six foot 20 year old. It was from it must have been from Helen. And susie has got dive gave an awesome performance at Challenge Wanaka, running down the other woman in her age group to beat her to first place in just under seventeen hours. An awesomely strong performance. And we've got the results here. Yes, I think it was Shirley Rolfson who's our local uh, She's a legend of the sport. <laughs> local man, Shirley interesting is lady. Legend. Uh, so she ran her down. So dive swam one forty six fifty eight and what was uh, Pretty tricky swim conditions down there, and the bike at Challenge Wanaka was very difficult. She did eight hours twenty six, and then did six hours and twenty five minutes on the run for sixteen fifty eight twenty four, squeezed in by a minute and a half. So that's just what she won by. No, squeezed into under the seventeen hour barrier. What did Shirley come in on then? Did they have Shirley's result? Well, she has to got an unofficial result. She must have been over seventeen hours. Uh, okay. So nice work on passing Shirley Die. And sticking with it and bloody it is pretty cool because to be honest, you know, there's the back of the pack kind of stuff that is. But what's really great about it is they were having a race. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it, mm. there was a race, and I'm sure Di was pretty motivated to beat Shirley, and I'm sure yeah. Shirley was fighting to keep her away. Yeah, you know, and and that's the cool thing about sport is there's all types of races. Like it's funny when I was doing the voice work at La Race, is you kind of you talk about all the elite people coming and then the top age groupers, but with any race, there's all these races within a race, and it's you to beat your mates and all the mm. rest of it. So it's just a really good example of you know, everyone out there is racing on the day, and in the dark as well. It's got, it's got to be tough on that. On and the it was a really like tough Wanaka this year, wasn't it? Yeah. So, die, legendary effort. Yeah, we love your work. Nice work on uh, cranking in past uh, past Shirley, and you are our age, age group, group of the week. week. Okay, John, we're just gonna say it. One, two, three, and of the week. week. John, we're gonna email through from good old Rob Speedy G. Aruda. Aruda. Um, and he's got, I've got an app that I use called Spring. I know some believe that running with music is not good, but I enjoy it and always run with music. This app is designed to help you run in a designated cadence. Since I tend to want to run at a relatively low cadence, why well, I, I tend to run at a low cadence, I use this app to give me music that is a faster pace. So currently he runs about 160, 170, and he uses the app to get his pace up to about 190 cadence. Uh, it allows you to choose what cadence you want to run at, and then gives you a genre of music that you want to listen to, and then gives you music that is exactly the BPM beats per minute. It has taught me to run at a faster cadence, which has helped my running ability ability tremendously it has a free trial period with a small monthly charge or an annual fee if you continue to use it but i think it's worth it it's called springmoves.com now jumbo i will say there's an alternative option here um if you pay for spotify which is pretty great mm-hmm. like to me spotify is I, I think it cost me 12 bucks a month mm-hmm. and it's all music unlimited right. well spotify now have a really cool option you have to run with a phone obviously although with this app you'd have to run with the phone as well but what spotify does is basically if it says go running mm-hmm. and i don't think you can consciously set a cadence right but what it, you can do is you know it will just figure out your cadence when you first start running mm-hmm. and then it will create a playlist 
very similarly to what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. So uh, the only thing is, you, you know, you probably, if you want to do 190, you'd have to, when they're doing the setting, you'd have to make sure you're running at 190 when they set it. Yeah. And then you can choose genres, you can choose, so it's probably very similar to this. So if you've got Spotify, which many people do nowadays, it, it does kind of have something similar to this as well. So this is a great option for the, those of you who don't have Spotify, but if you do have Spotify, it's, you know. Running with music interests me not at all. Wouldn't yeah. even, not even I love it. Were it. But in terms of a tool, I think this is fantastic. So Rob, thanks for sending it through because uh, cadence is a huge area. You know, we talked last week um, with Paul Newsom and he had the, you know, the, the metronome. He's talked about the metronome thing you can put under your swim cap before and that gives you a little, can give you a little beep to, to work on your stroke rating. Um, it's easy when you're cycling because you've got your cadence meter there. When you're running, you can't be, I know a lot of the watches these days um, do track your cadence, but you can't really stare at your watch when you're running because your arm's going forward backwards so um, if you can have a tool that really helps you find that rhythm um, I just think that's fantastic and you can do little sets around that you know you might do you know 10 by 1k at say your half marathon pace um, and then have it have it at a set cadence so I think it's a fantastic tool. Well, the so good thing about out. music is you do just kind of get into the rhythm of it mm. you know rhythm does kind of get helped by rhythm and so you know like when you are doing music when you're out running it you do just find you're naturally sitting in the beat of the music so if you have got that if you are focusing on your cadence it's it's a really easy tool to use so, so if you got any out, sorry you're in. oh no I just you know, no, I do love running with music because for me it, it kind of helped me run better so so do, do send through apps and stuff like that we want to share those around that's why we have the segment app of the week that's a good one Rob thank you springmoves.com that's that on the website they've got this quite a cool thing now I don't know if this is actually true but on their front page they're just following someone going for a run right now mm-hmm. so they've got uh, Martha's Staghead and she's currently running in New York City and she began 7.41 miles running for 50 minutes and it's showing what songs they're listening to as they're running and the calories burnt now again that might not actually be really true but it's actually quite cool yeah. Yeah. watch someone she listened to a bit of uh, Pharrell a bit of Katy Perry don't know who the third guy is, but yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Jombo, what do we got next? Let's mm, have a look here. My first try. My first try. Okay, good old Stephen Springs sent this one through. Um, after having my inner ear and brain tumors taken out, I signed up for that a sounds triathlon. That's pretty major that, way to that, start your season. I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my first try. Wow, a lot was happening in my life. Was running at the time, but nothing more than a half marathon. And having forgotten how to ride a bike, I had two practice five-minute rides on my dad's rust bucket of a rally road bike. Rally road bikes. Rallies are great. I don't even remember the Rally 20, a rally yeah. road bike. Yeah. Rally was a big brand back in the day. Oh, yeah. Was that only New Zealand-based? No, 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 no. Rally no. was, a, was yeah. an international thing, was it? Okay. Yeah, you used to have the three gears, you know. Yeah, or you had the, the, the back. So remember the, on the Rally, road, rally 20... You'd, you'd have the back brake, but it also could be your gears, yeah. which wasn't a very good sign because <laughs> yeah. sometimes you'd brake and sometimes you wouldn't. Um, you know, where am I? Where's the rally? Okay. It probably wasn't best going from do- not knowing how to ride a cycle to using a road bike, Allo. Poor swim. Uh, poor swim was okay, but then after my surgery, I'd forgotten how to swim. It must be really fascinating to go through this moment where, you know, a life-changing operation but you'll forget some fundamental life skills. Yeah, it's, it sounds because it basically goes on to say a lot of it was around his balance, you know, yeah. because of the operation with his ear. So, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so it's something to do with my poor inner ear being taken out and affecting my balance and several operations transferring muscle and nerves from my leg to my face, which had uh, suffered par- paralysis. How do you say it? Paralysis. Yeah. Uh, due to another tumour tumor eating my face nerve on the left side. 
Oh, this sounds pretty fun. <laughs> I reckon. Well, I wobbled around the sprint distance cycle on open country lanes and was in a state afterwards as every time a shark car shot past me, I couldn't hear it approaching and it made me jump. That'd be bloody scary, wouldn't it? Mm. Oh. Uh, plus, wobbled more. Uh, it sounds pretty normal, but now... Now, but at the time it was very off-putting. So much so, I decided the, to run the last part, which would seem like a few k, pushing the bike, looking like an absolute plonker. My swim was average time, but I because I breaststroke the last five k. Uh, but the last five k of the run was pretty good. I overall finished in under an hour. No, I, no, no, no. I overall finished last by over oh, an hour. Oh, sorry, I missed that, didn't I? Wow. Over an hour behind the last one. Wow. That's, and this is a sprint triathlon. Mm. Uh, I was collecting running medals, so I was expecting a big, nice medal uh, as cost double or 10K. I got to line and I got a T-shirt and a slip of paper with my splits on it. Yay. Uh, fast forward, I've done several 70.3s, 16 marathons, and got the Outlaw Triathlon in Nottingham in June, which is a full distance. So, right on, Stephen Springs. First triathlon sounded like a bit of a bloody adventure. And, I, I do, uh, love, I do love these kind of how triathlon helps people redefine themselves after mm. a tough moment in their lives. Mm. You know, like, I can't even comprehend what Stephen went through in the kind of medical side of things. And, you know, the, the one thing you, you do get from people is triathlon does seem to help bring the sense of self back into people's lives after those moments because you know i can imagine there's a lot of hit to your identity to go through that trauma of you know cancer and stuff so pretty pretty impressive stuff good keep those my first tries coming we've got we've got a few backed up there you can go on to iamtalk.me and on there you go you just say something bevan how how, how awesome your uh, week's gonna be Tell you, it's going to be pretty awesome because I'm doing more training. Yeah. Got to go for a run today, hour 20. Yeah. So are you going to do the full run? I'm going to try. Okay. Because my knee is actually pretty good. Yeah. Because I did I did 40 minutes. I've done two runs so far. My two-week training to a three-day Ironman. Mm-hmm. I did a 40-minute run because mm-hmm. I, I was a bit, uh, is my knee going to be all right? Yeah. Um, but I've been really wise and I've been doing lots of strength work and stuff. So I've looked after my knee since pulling out of that race. And then when I was in Wellington last week, I went for a 40-minute run, and it was fine. And so I gave it a couple of days. And then on Saturday, I went for an hour 10 and the 14Ks in the hills. And then, uh, so yeah, I may do it. Okay. Because what are the options? Uh, we just do the godly head loop, which is about 20K versus doing the, the full Monty 42. And the 42 goes from your house to end up back at, back at your house? Uh, end up in Sumner. Okay. So, so if you want to co- submit content, you go to imtalk.me, submit content. We've got a My First Try um, button under there and also an age group of the week. It'd be great to have some more age group of the weeks from you Southern Hemisphere athletes because we've obviously finished off our season. Okay, Jumbo. Uh, sponsor. You need to get on the extreme endurance actually next week, I would suggest. Oh, really? <laughs> Just yeah. to get through the week? Well, I think it'll help you a lot in terms of backing up Sunday to, to from, Saturday. Yeah. Um, because, because that's the problem, isn't it? I'll be yeah. so tired after Sunday. Because I remember when we did... And then I've got to go to Auckland do a massive week of work afterwards. Yeah. So. so when we rode the Akaroa ride last time, and I'd had a big week of training as well, hard week of training, um, we ran long on Monday, and I hadn't been taking extreme endurance. My legs were ruined. Oh, really? Ruined. Although, so, if, if I do the marathon, it's going to just be a plod run. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to oh, be trying. we're going to be going pretty slow. Yeah, I'm not going to be trying to go fast. So if any of you guys have got uh, spring marathons coming up, we know Boston's coming up. Had uh, old Sean O'The Porno put in his extreme endurance order the other day. Um, 
if you've got any marathons coming up, London Marathon must be must be coming, must be coming up, coming up, coming up soon as well. There's loads of them coming up. Uh, as I was saying, Devin, it will help significantly in your recovery, but also will help you through the race. Uh, it usually kicks in after a couple of days, so you, yeah, and, and I haven't heard of anybody having side effects in terms of you know if you ta- if, if this was like taking sports nutrition I'd be saying oh you know you want to be a little bit careful around that because your stomach might play up and stuff but you haven't heard of anybody ever having any problems um, with taking it or having any bad side effects so if it's if your race is like a week away get on it and you'll get a significant gain from it so check it out xendurance.com save your legs and get a nice performance boost what um having people are going to do the full marathon do you have an idea? More than I thought. I thought it was just going to be like me and Phil and a couple of others, and I thought everybody else would just do the the, the smaller option, which is the which is the main part of the run. The first part's going to be sort just of getting there. just getting there and What's running the route? flat. Starting at my place yep. and basically just running around the river. So by the time we get to Sumner, which is where the run starts, so the the, the, the second part of the run, we've sort of got twenty k's under the belt, and then do the twenty k's in the hills. Mm. Yeah, it'll be a good challenge. I'm for me. concerned about the run too because I'm not running much at the moment. Yeah, we'll be taking it very easy, John. Mm. Very easy. Nah, cool. The thing about this weekend is it's not a race. Mm. So they're, they're not really. <laughs> no, no, we'll be five minute Ks with walk, run, run, walk, nine, one. Are you going to do a run, walk, eight? Five minute Ks, run, walk. Okay, nice. Yeah. I might do that so you go, guys, check it out, xendurance.com. Okay, Jumbo questions, questions and answers. So Adrian Fui Fui Moi. He sent through an email the other day. It was just. Uh, Saying the John Newsom three-year plan, which he actually moved into a five-year plan. If you stick with it, you can make it to Kona. He came down to Kona mm. and got kind of lucky in the age group. He would have been in the must have been in the forty-five to forty-nine. A couple of guys didn't take their slots or already had their slots. I know Bev McKinnon won and smoked everybody. He did really. Smoke and he? uh, he got like nine forty or something in the forties. Eight forty. Eight forty. Yeah, yeah. something ridiculous and. He didn't take a slot, I don't think. And then Arnold Sulikov was in there, and he didn't take a slot. So luckily in that Is age that because they already had slots, down. or they're not going? I don't think Bevan will be going. And then Arnold already had a slot. Uh-huh. So it rolled down, and good old uh, Adrian Fufu-Moy said uh, he managed to get one of the – I think he got the last roll down in like ninth place, something like and that. And his email was saying, you know, it was just, you know, it's come from consistency, basically. Yeah. Five years of consistent work. Yep. And he's uh, just slowly improved each year, so – Stick with it, people. Go on the five-year plan. If you're starting from scratch and you're very early in your triathlon career, just give yourself a good sort of four to five years before you really find your feet. Okay, Paul uh, uh, sorry, Silky Smooth Williams sent through a really good email. Basically, he's getting a bit angry at the Australians. Yeah. And uh, and I did like this email. Basically, the AAA triathlon was going to be held in a snowy mountain area of New South Wales. It looked like an epic event, 3K, 130K, uh, swim, sorry, 3k swim, 130k bike, and a 30k run. You, fi- you finished up the top of Mount Kosciuskos. It looked, you know, it was, it was as much of a extreme version of you know Kelpman, yeah, Switzerland so type thing. Kind of a crazy can, race get in Australia. Australia. Yeah. Whilst I was getting back into training and hopefully compete next year, I was really disappointed in the lack of support of the race received with less than 100 entrants. Australians often complain over the overcrowded courses and chronic drafting in races. This race seemed to be the perfect as the field was going to be limited to 300 with the 3,200 metres of elevation on the bike. Drafting wouldn't have been a problem. Europeans seem to be drawn towards these tough races, e.g. Emberman, Norseman, Kelpman and the Inferno Triathlon to name a few. Maybe us Aussies 
are too soft and only want to ride on flat courses where it's all about the finish time and qualifying. I urge all the Australians out there to grow up here (laughs) and support races like this. Otherwise, they're going to disappear along with Ironman Melbourne and some of the local challenge races. Bevan, once you get through the Iron Talk 10-year anniversary with a wounded ego (laughs) after getting dropped on the bike, instead of coming out of retirement for Norseman, you can come over to Australia and dominate the dojo at the Triple A. It's a good point, though, isn't it? Yeah, because it's a, a, a triple A look like an. So has it actually been cancelled? Oh no, I don't think so. I don't. Well, no, I don't know. But the, I think the main thing was they didn't have a big field this year. They had a hundred, hundred people doing Potentially it. Potentially three hundred doing it. And I remember when we read out the email the next week, the, the race organizer actually emailed Contact us yeah. and said, "Oh, thanks very much for doing that." And they had some crazy deal like if you entered, you could get um, a couple of nights free accommodation or yeah. something like that. So they're really looking after people. Uh, so hopefully it does stay. We we need. More races, and you need a challenge. Mm. You know, like if you've done a few Ironman and you're doing flat Ironman all the time, mm. like sure we want to get faster and we want to have that number that we can kind of stamp on ourselves to say we're a good athlete. But mm. at the end of the day, why did you get into the sport? You got into the sport because you wanted to challenge yourself, and mm. you know, like if you're not, if you know, these types of races are where you really test yourself. Mm. You and, know, and just sprint distance races, it doesn't always need to have that bloody brand all over it, you know. Yeah. Just get out there and have some fun racing. Racing is the best form of training you can do if, you know, you may have an A race um, that you really want to focus on and that's the thing. A lot of people, they get into sport now and it's like, I'm just blinkers on, I'm doing doing that Ironman. Um, but doing local sprints, Olympics and things like that, uh, fantastic training. Uh, we, we want the methods. Triple A to sell out next year, don't we? We do want the Triple A to so sell out So if you're Australian, you need to grow up here. Mm-hmm. A big pair, mm. <laughs> and you need to sign up next year for the race, mm. okay? Because then Paul will have a, have a big race. Exactly. And that's the other thing about this: is if, for the purists, and the thing is, we're of that generation now, where a lot of people don't come from the purist age. So, like I was kind of of that yes. generation, but you definitely weren't. You were kind of purist time. Mm. This is how triathlon started. Mm. You know, it was a bunch of guys, and girls who wanted a challenge, small bunch of people. You go out in a race, and you kind of was a bit of a lonely mission, really, wasn't it? That's why I'm looking forward to this event that I'm putting on this weekend. Is uh, it's going to be people are shitting themselves about yeah. the run course. It's like, oh my god, there's there's stairs in there, yeah. and I, I might fall over and twist my ankle. <laughs> oh, don't. And uh, and there's a hold on, no, surely not. There's a hill on the bike ride. Oh my god. <laughs> oh gee. So no, looking forward to that. Okay, Jumbo, you've got something else here. Next year, the ITU long distance champs are in Pendleton. How many of you will make it? Yeah, no, I'm interested, really interested to see how this goes. So what the, the, the ITU World Long Distance Champs in Penticton, which where used to be Ironman Canada, really cool course. Well, it used to be you know an iconic Ironman course. It was a one-loop bike ride with uh, with some good challenging hills and, and really scenic run as well. Uh, but what they're doing this year, in Pent- next year in Penticton, is they've got the World Long Distance Champs, and I probably should have read this in a bit more detail, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be over the 4K swim, 120K bike, 30K run. Um, but they're really making it a big f- sort of 10-day festival yeah. where they're going to have the Aquathon World Champs there. Um, they're also going to have the Duathlon, and I'm not sure if it's going to be the Duathlon World Champs, but I'm just really interested to see how this goes. No, no, World no, no, it's four separate World Championship events. Duathlon? Mm. Equathon, what's cross triathlon? Uh, that's basically X here. Okay, uh, and gl- uh, long distance triathlon as well. So, are we interested to see how well this is supported? Because it's a world championships and the ITU long distance world championships. 
is certainly the poor cousin to, to Kona. Yeah. Um, does have prestige, but nowhere near as amount uh, as as, a, as much as as Kona, and usually a much bigger deal when it is in Europe than elsewhere in the world. Did get well supported a few years ago when it was in in the states in Oklahoma, I think it was. Um, but this would be a cool experience to go up there and get a bunch of like doing all four races might be a bit of a stretch, but if you did want to basically do that then you've got four races in 10 days be kind of cool to go well, they're, that. they're thinking they'll get around 5,000 athletes competing in all the four races mm. so it'll be a cool week to, like it'll just be triathlon heaven mm. hey you know you, you know like and you could peak for one or as John says if you have the ability to you could kind of do a lot of races and then just have a really fun week yeah. which you know you're obviously not going to have the greatest performance in any of the events or you may but it kind of reduces the chances of that but at the same time what a wicked week that would be. Yeah, but if you could drive there and do, if, you, if you're in, within driving distance in the States somewhere, then, uh, you know, you could take a mountain bike any roadie, do the mountain bike, the, the cross triathlon as a bit of a warm-up, and then have the long-distance champs as your main events. So I'm going to be really interested to see how it goes, how many people do lots of the events, and just how successful it is relative to Ironman races and so on. Mm. Is challenge associated with this? Yes, they, are. they are this year, but then next year when it's a world champs, uh, I don't th- don't know if it'll be a challenge branded event officially. Okay, but the, the challenge have worked with these guys a lot, haven't they? Yeah, well, they've got the challenge race this year, and I'm pretty positive they're they're doing a trial run over the longer distance. How could how many races outside of the world championships, European championships, mm-hmm. and long course ITU are there? How many championship races? No, just how many long course races do ITU put on? They had a series at one stage where they had maybe five or six spread around the world. Don't know the answer to that, whether they're still sort of pursuing that very much or not. Well, I'm just kind of thinking, how could this be more of an event? You know, like, because the world champs do get, you know, it's always an okay field, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. kind of like a second tier yep. kind of field. You'll yep. get one or two good guys and then... Or it's like a good Ironman field. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's never really been anything more than that. No. No. You know, and obviously they don't, they don't really care because they've never really tried to chase it further. But if they were to be more of a competitor to Ironman, mm. what would be their strategy? It's a million-dollar question, isn't it, Bevan? Yeah. Because it's the ITU. Mm. So they've got... You cool know, thing about this is you, ra- you are racing in your country colours, and that is starting to come in more in Kona as well. But you're over there, you're representing your country, you're doing it as a team rather than doing it as a, as a solo mission, which mm. is usually what Kona's all about. So for you guys, especially North Americans, check it out. I think it'll be a really cool weekend. Okay, good times, rock and roll. You, do, you will have to qualify, though. <laughs> you just can't turn up. Yeah. you got to be good enough. Well, they had to qualify for a long course. It's you, Like in New Zealand, you go and do some of the half Ironman, oh, okay. there's a couple so, of designated races. And how do they do it? Just give you based on um, slot or time? It can't be time. Uh, each country can usually enter quite a significant number of participants so it might be like 20 per age group or something oh, like so that it's, so it's, it's pretty it's if for new zealanders it's not particularly hard to get into okay and that's the thing your world doesn't know it team mm. so you can tell your workmates oh, i'm going to the world mm. <laughs> they don't know mm. they'll be impressed okay jumbo uh patrons have you done your two i've done one okay Second one how to say his last name vickery yeah it's got to be you're gonna, go you gonna go religious on it Vicar? oh no, no i was going victory victory yeah. Victory, here we go, Victory. Yep. Just call victory, Vicar. Yeah. Victory, victory <laughs> Vickery. Yep. Uh, right, Caleb, BB Guest. Why BB? Short for Bellboy, yep. because his surname Guest, and I'm sort of thinking he's like in a hotel, Bellboy, so we'll call oh, him nice. B- BB. Yep. That's good. Or you, you could also refer to yourself as the bottom bracket, but um, 
Just call yourself <laughs> BB. <laughs> sure that, hey, ladies. <laughs> yeah, I'm BB. Uh, Brian Hellraiser Hagen. Did you make this one up or was yes, it an old one? I made it up. Oh, nice. I did make this next one up to a while ago. You did? Andrew Diplodocus Kerr. And what's what? Andrew. He used to be T Rex. He did. I said no. Diplodocus. Yeah, because he was T Rex at a try. Yeah. On what was the forum? It was Try Talk. Yeah. Um, Andrew Vickery. Victory. Victory, Vickery. Gosh. Yeah. But just call him Victory. Andrew was in Kona in 2014. Yeah. And. Blown out by the race, a little bit like me, and is sort of slowly making his way back into things. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's just going to rebuild it. Yeah, it's taken two years or yeah. a year and a half. We've got um, Roger Dooley, Roger the Dodge, the Dodge, Dooley. the Dodge Dooley. Yes, and then you got the last one, uh, Rob Dutchy Lines. Is that an old one? It is. He was uh, from Trianglia, and you say something else because he sent me through some impressive stats. Okay, I'll say something else. John, I went to Batman vs Superman. Is it a movie? <laughs> is that a movie? It's the movie of the moment. Oh. Can't believe your boy hasn't talked about it. No, all he talks about at the moment is uh, um, Barcelona. Why Barcelona? Um, because soccer. What oh, is he like soccer? Does he? Yeah, soccer starts. I've got to pick up the gear tonight. Soccer start, training who's, starts who's tomorrow. Who's for the Wanderers? Uh, Cashmere Technical. Oh, because they merged. I used to play for Cashmere Wanderers mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Dude, what colour do they wear nowadays? Yeah, uh, yellow, green, right. and blue. It's kind of a bit of everything because uh. it's three clubs merged. Mm. Anyway, Rob Dutchy Lines um, started trying in 2005. Did his first Ironman in 2007. He didn't quite follow the three-year plan. Uh, he's entered up for Lanzarote in May and will be iron distance number 12. Ooh, you'll be able to enter the lottery. Well, no, maybe not because maybe some of them were not iron distance, or Ironmans. And it's a really good question, actually. Just Sorry, but... <laughs> If you've done 12 Ironmen, but not all Ironmen, are you gutted that you didn't do Ironmen now? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, because if I look at mine, I've done some challenge, I've done, you know, and, and like I've been to Kona, so it's not a problem. But if I was going for the legacy and I'd done 12 Ironmen, but three of them had been challenged, you'd be actually gutted right now. <laughs> you know, and, and that's probably a problem for a challenge because lots of people will just continue to Ironmen yes. for that motivation. So yeah. again, it is a good strategy from WTC. Uh, so so Rob was involved in Trianglia. Possible stat for you from the 1375 individuals that have been connected with our club over the last six years. 178 have done an Ironman race. That's not actually that many. That gives you 13% of triathletes that do an Ironman. Of those 178, well over 50% have only done one. That means 6% of triathletes in our community are repeat iron distance athletes. Um, yeah, so I just thought that was a pretty interesting I wonder, I wonder what the stat would be. Of all triathletes, how many actually do Ironman? Yeah, I think it would certainly be on the rise. But I think in the club setting, you know, that's where the, you've got that club spirit. You're going to go off a bit more and do short course races a yep. lot more often, whereas a lot of the Ironman athletes around the world are just in their own little communities or very small communities and just do it by themselves. So, Rob, nice work with Trianglia. We've got some breaking news, John. Yes. The Joyce Senator is pregnant. No, she's not. What is what it says here? It's her dog, you moron. <laughs> that's what someone told me. <laughs> Lucy Francis. The Joyce announcer is a nurse. She's expecting a baby due in September. Recheck that because I saw that on Facebook, <laughs> and I'm almost positive <laughs> that it was a picture of her. Well, maybe I'm. Maybe, I could be completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is it the dog that's pregnant or is it Joycey? Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. I'm pretty sure I'm in the picture right now. Maggie seems a bit. Um, non-plus by our news. Brett and I are, however, very excited. Our baby is due in September. 
Not sure <laughs> if the baby is Joyce's or if it is the dog's. Well, say, uh, what, what was it could be. I, I, I think it says she's pregnant there, John. I'm pretty sure. So say that again. Okay. What's she got there? Maggie, which is a picture, has got a picture of her dog, seems a bit nonplaused by our news. Brett and I, however, are very excited our baby is due in September. Yeah, Maybe you're right. Maybe I was wrong. Sorry for the quick abuse. <laughs> I did see that picture this morning. I thought, why are you putting your dog's pregnant on Facebook? <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure, John, that's definitely not the dog that's pregnant. Yeah. So there you go. So, Could be. So that means she's probably not going to be racing Kona. That'd be a quick turnaround. <laughs> that would be a quick... And the fact that she's got a... a <laughs> lot of... photo, yeah, that's got a picture of the scan. <laughs> so, so do you think they got the dog scanned? <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. She's like, committed to their dog's pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so Rachel Joyce. Maybe you read that one right and I read it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joyce, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, well, but that's actually big. That's massive news when we look at the sport. Because for, for the Kona, that's, yeah. a, that's a king player out mm. of the game. Mm, absolutely. Mm, so pity because we love seeing her there, but at the same time, may give her that extra edge. Though you know, we've seen a lot of people come back from pregnancies and be stronger than before. Mm. So, yeah, well, thank you, Lucy. This was in through great gossip. Mm. Oh, we were before I interrupted. I think we, we're done. Oh, Rob Lyons, yeah, you're done there. Triangular, all done. Thank you very much to our patrons for supporting the show, keeps us rolling. You really are. You, seriously, you guys just don't know how much you help. It really, really helps us a lot. Uh, if you don't want to be a patron, go to www.imtalk.me. And again, we're going to be doing a draw next weekend on the Saturday night, the party night. It won't be much of a party. I'll be partying. Are you going to drink? Party hard. Are you going to drink? Yeah, a few red wines. No carbs and red wine. But are you going to get a bit happy on it? No. Because we're doing a marathon. I know. And you've ridden for seven. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll bring a yard glass for you. Yeah. (laughs) Do a yardy. Yard of water. Do a yardy. Okay. um, Sponsors? Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. And extreme endurance. Electric buffer. And our patrons. Jumbo, what's your goss? What's my goss? Long weekend, Easter weekend. Went away up to Hamna for the weekend. Hamna oh, was a great spot. in Hamna? Oh, it's heaving. Yeah, I can imagine. We had traffic leaving Christchurch. We actually came to a standstill a couple of times, like in Woodend and stuff, which is like, this what? is un- really? unheard of. Oh my God, a lot of people went away to Hamna. You must have booked Hamna early. We did. No, no, we, we, we found us just a little camp, camp room and it was good. Huh? Well, just the family or a yep. couple of families? Just the family. Just went up for the night. With the hot balls. Hot balls always a bit kids of a disappointment to me. Nowadays with kids, it's not so bad because they've yeah. got good pools with yeah. it. But you go to hot pools and they charge you 20 bucks to get in. Yep. And you sit there after half an hour, you're going, Had enough. Had enough. I'm pretty hot. Yeah. No, with the kids, a goal. We go to the kids' just, hide, just hide tickets. Just run your bath. Yeah. <laughs> at home. Our kids just, Felicity, just she stayed on the, the hydro side for an hour and a half. Yeah. Just doing so laps so the Nowadays, side. I've got the pools, so it's actually mm. pretty good for that. But yeah, other than that. Hmm. And. It's great. We took the kids out for. We did a. There's a, a easy rider. If you go to Hamner, for people, there's an easy rider, six point two kilometer circuit in the forest, mountain bike track. Yep. Belinda and I ran. The kids rode their bikes. Fantastic. It was just that right level skill level. Few little Why bumps, quite twists and turns. Friday. Because I saw Belinda at the gym on Sunday morning. Mm. Yeah. So it was good times. Soccer kicks off tomorrow. Soccer. You coaching again this year? Yep. Yeah, coaching our team's Real Madrid. Oh, what, what is it? You give, well, Thomas it? loves Barcelona, but we got given the name Real Madrid for our soccer team. Oh, no, that's not and good. And so I'll put a, I'm going to put a team-wide ban on anybody liking Suarez. Do you know Suarez? Yeah, the, the, the earbiter. I'm saying... The muncher. Because I'm going to give them a the little research project to go and find out different names, players, and the team team stuff. And I say, 
Nobody's allowed to like Suarez because he epitomizes poor sportsmanship. So there's a ban on Suarez. Wow. And I've got well, to teach why can't, we, why can't we just love everyone, John? Um, Except maybe he's just not happy. Well, maybe he's not. You know, disowning him doesn't help. You have to teach them the offside rule this year. They're playing offsides. Oh, they were allowed to be offside last year. Yeah, seven-year-old and eight-year-olds playing. They're just getting to pass as an achievement. <laughs> but so this year I've got to try and enforce the offside rule. Were they any good last year? They winning games. Oh, they were okay, but it's just yeah. kids at that age, they just all run after the ball. Yeah. You know? But you've got that one kid in your team, you go, oh, they're a sportsman. Yeah. Uh, this year I have. This year I have. Yeah, yeah. A couple. So looking forward to that. And then this weekend, the Sports Med Sea to Sky Triathlon. So it's a bit of a full-on next couple of weeks. So it's a 750-metre swim, and we are well past the end of our triathlon season in New Zealand. So I was a bit worried, especially down south, that the water temperature was going to be really cold. But I went out for a swim last night, and because we've had an unseasonably warm summer, uh, the water is actually pretty warm. But the spot that I've got the race in is <coughs> it's a beach and it's got white, okay, it's a surfing beach as well, but the little corner we have it in is usually pretty calm. You know, you'd say eight times out of ten, you're probably fine, but being calm enough to swim or just some waves. But I went there, out there last night and to check out the temperature. Some big waves coming in, and uh, I caught one of the waves in, and it was uh, it was a good, it was a fun experience. But it was one of those ones where you catch the wave, and you are just humming down it. Your body's vibrating. You got to keep your body real straight to to stay on it, and you're struggling to come up for a breath. And you know, you're catching a wave fifty meters in. It was a wicked wicked night, but for average Joe blogs, yeah, you might find that a little <laughs> bit scary. And then the bike ride. Uh, so what? How long's the bike? Forty. The bike is eighteen k's. Oh, so it's just a smash it. We'll smash it, but you basically yeah. have two k's on the flat, and then you've got a, you climb up. Is it up Evans? Probably up Evans, then along the stump road. So you go from zero meters elevation to I think it's climb. about four hundred, nearly up there, sort of three fifty to four hundred, and then you come down and you finish out point to point. You finish out at a place called Godly Head, and then you have a, a seven and a half k trail run. First part of it on an amazing track. It'll be downhill. Downhill. We're downhill start. Yeah. yeah, and then you come through into a, into a beach, run along a soft sand beach, and then you've got this gut-busting climb where you've got steps and you know there'll be pitches there where it's you know 15 to 20 percent there's one stretch where you've got straight in front of you and i'll be ch i'll be surprised if anybody can run up that nice. and then you've got this downhill going past all these houses on this tiny little pathway and uh it's gonna be a very cool event but you're not racing no shit no no you have too much to plan it's pretty yeah. can't race it but yeah no it's, it's gonna, gonna be wicked so looking forward to that and then the following weekend we've got the i am talk weekend oh, so okay well john by went to see batman vs superman yeah that great movie mm. No? Mm. Oh dear. Mm. You know what? It's got a lot of bad reviews. Mm -hmm. It's made a lot of money, but it's got a lot of bad reviews. Morning, Morning Joe. Um, but, but I'm glad I went. Mm. It's not great, but I'm glad I went. Good. You know, because, you know, it's still Batman. Good. Who would you rather be, Batman or Superman? <laughs> Superman. You would? Yeah. Okay. Got to be able to fly. Yeah, the flying's pretty cool, isn't it? Mm. Batman's just rich and clever. Quality but, content this week. Oh, come on. <laughs> if you could be any superhero, who would you be? Any superhero? Uh, the Hulk. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm sitting next to the Hulk every week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else has been happening? Easter? We didn't really have Easter because we were working through it, really, mm. so we didn't really have much of an Easter. But what are we, what are we up to, babe? Working. Working. We've yeah. working, yeah. We've yeah. hard for our money. Yeah. Hard, John. It's so hard. That's about it, really. Okay. Look, just training, basically. Just training. Like two weeks of training. Yeah. I'm going to try to do a four-hour bike ride on Friday this week. I probably won't be able to ride it this week at all. Yeah. I'll do a couple runs. I'm going down to Wanaka for the race. We're going to race for a crew. I might just do the half marathon 
as a training day, but mm-hmm. I won't run hard because I don't want to beat my legs up. And you're on the zero swim strategy. I'm not swimming at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not worth my time. Yeah. You and Phil will be fine. Phil hasn't swum since, I don't think Phil's swum since Kona. Well, that, what was, is, tw- well, that was 2014. But how does how does he swim? He swims worse than you. Oh, good stuff. We, well, let's work together here, Phil. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. it. Well, let's work together. Yeah. What is he? What's his nickname? The material provider. The material yeah, provider. provide the material for me getting through the swim. Yeah. Because, I, I, like, I, I always felt, I'm, I was I was always really proud of my swimming because I always swam better on race day than what I did in the pool. You know, I always had the ability, but it was always because I was really good at drafting. Mm. You know, I, was, I always drafted really well and I didn't mind getting beaten up. So I was always guys who were better than me and just sit on the back of their toes. I could never draft in the open water swim or sea swims because you can't, especially across your bay, you can't see anything. It's going to be good. We're swimming afternoon as well. And my, my guy that I swim with at the pool said, you really, we should, really should be doing the swim in the morning because it gets pretty choppy out there. I said, no, not really, not really an option. So uh, it could be choppy and it's going to be really hard to sight because we're basically swimming from this little bay to an island and back. But the island is in the middle of the harbour and then behind that though is is sort of mountains. And so it'll be really hard to 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 actually see the island it just looked like land so it would be very hard to sight we have gonna, are going to have sort of five support four or five support vehicle, um, kayaks out there so it's not like you'll be by yourself but it'll be quite hard to sight I seriously think I'll be an hour and a half and I'm not, I'm not it's not even a joke <laughs> sunset is uh, I've timed I think we're starting at four oh, no, and I think sunset eight, yeah. no no it's going to be at okay, six, okay. six oh eight or something oh shit so you've pretty, yeah so you've, I, like I seriously I think hour and a half is probably realistic maybe even a little bit ambitious because mm-hmm. I really haven't swam for I think I did a couple of swims when I was injured once. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. I'll be good times. I'll be down. Oh, I'll, 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 be, I'll be down. I'll get there. I'll see you at the pub. I'll be down at the pub. <laughs> by the time you're around. Oh, good times. So, uh, right. And rust. Well, I mean, no. Train hard. Train smart. Kick, Kick hard. hard.